Good evening, Pulse. Good evening. Good evening. This is our week of revival. It's a revival week. Word and prayer week. A word and prayer week. Thank God for our session of prayer. Quickly now. Quick, 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 quick. quick. He said, um, from Exodus chapter 12, says, the Lord said to Moses, thank you, Pastor, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, in Egypt, he said to them, this month is to be for you the first month. The month of Passover is the first month. Are you with me, guys? Is to be for you the first month of your year. And tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, for each household. And if any household is too small for a whole lamb, they should share one with their nearest neighbor. This is the commission of God to the Israelites in Egypt. That the year begins with a Passover. You remember what the Passover is about? If some of you remember the Passover. It is about slaying the lamb so that God doesn't slay in your home. Right? So the lamb is slaughtered but someone is released in Egypt. Someone's life is taken in Egypt. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? But this happens at the start of the year. It happens at the start of the year. Why? Because the Passover is the last feast that God engages with Israel in order to release the souls of Israel out of the captivity of Egypt. It is God's last move in the act of evangelism and soul winning. To bring a nation out of a nation, what needs to be done is that a lamb must take place. A, the slaying of a lamb must take place, right? So, it is the first move. of. So, every year is designed around soul winning. If your year begins and it's not a year that's attentive towards souls, or if it's not a year that has been designed towards the act of soul winning, then you remain for the rest of that year in captivity in Egypt. The slavery of Egypt is free. It is for everyone who dwells in Egypt, but you can be free if the lamb takes your place in slavery. So it is about slaughtering a lamb. We're here in a nation, I'm not talking about a nation, I'm talking about the United Kingdom. And every year everyone begins in a peculiar way. Maybe they decide to make their own New Year resolutions. But nobody thinks about other people. Nobody thinks about souls, not knowing that it is the key. Listen, a country who has based itself on slavery will only free you. If you are to partake of a Passover before the start of that year, 
It is the action of the whole community. So what is Spark Nation engaging in now? When you say a week of revival, I need you to know that it's in this week that you release all the souls that you meet throughout this year. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, some people's year can be monotonous. What's the word? It can be a repetition of the previous year. These are people who have never been on their knees in prayer. They've never been inside the word of God. They've not put themselves towards a slaughtering. Why? Because there is always a person accustomed to you or a person sent to you every year. Every year. God does not do his soul. Pastor Stephen was speaking. And Pastor Stephen started to say to us that it is not about money. It is about people. What is God's revival? God's revival is the releasing of wealth depending on the quota of people that you have as a burden. So the, the, the gold of Egypt can only be released to Moses. Because why? A Passover has taken place. Moses has managed to free three million people. So Moses does not need to live for one anymore. He needs to live for three million. The easiest way into access into God's world is to understand what God demands for every year. Have you entered into your quota of souls for this year? Quickly, let's go to Matthew now because I'm not going to preach any long word. It's just something to stir us up as we get into prayer. So, Matthew 27, I believe. Matthew 27. And when I read this, it was, I was shocked as to what I saw. No, 17. So when the crowd had gathered, yeah. Yeah. begins by saying, now it was the governor's custom at the festival. Do you know what festival this was? It, it was Pontius Pilate's custom at Passover to release to Israel a prisoner of their choice. But in this occasion, in order for the prisoner to be released, someone has to go in. And before now, I've never read that his name was Jesus as well. It is Jesus Barabbas. And Jesus, it said Jesus, the one they called the Christ. Do you know the, the meaning of Barabbas? Barabbas means son of the father. How is it now that a so-called criminal carries that name. You, you see, the thing is, you're, you're reading scriptures from the point of view of Romans. As in these guys that wrote it, they were oppressed by Rome. So they could not write in any clearer picture. Another version tells us that, you see, Jesus Barabbas, it says that his crime was revolution. The only crime that they put to Bar Barabbas, or whatever his name is, Barnabas Barabbas, 
The crime that they had placed on him is revolution. This man is known for trying to cause revolution in Rome. He's trying his best to do revolution. He's trying his best. And for that reason, they imprison him. You know, sometimes I read versions that say he's a murderer, he's a prostitute. But I went through some versions today and it said his, his responsibility is insurrection. Insurrection is turning the city upside down and murder. But it is not murder of his people. Because if it was murder of his people, they would not have asked him to be free. He's known for killing Romans. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It is the same thing that caught, you know, you know, because Moses never had the opportunity to pay for what he did. They have to make a model out of him. It is the same thing. You're causing insurrection on the city because you know there are people that should be free. There are people that should be free, but you cannot free the people because it's not your call to free the people. But you know that you're a son of the Father. You know that you're, you're somehow appointed for something. And I'm going to speak so, so that you guys can understand something tonight. Listen, if you don't do this thing in this manner, it said that the one that they decided, they said, give us Barabbas. You take Jesus. Power that is born from ridicule and power that is born from the place of judgment. But it is the Christ. The Christ is the Lamb. The anointed person. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? Until you put in your heart that you're called in this life and in this world that everything that comes against you, it is, it is a set up for the man you're trying to free. But you see, the man you're trying to free is not like another man across the world. The first person you free from hell is yourself. So your whole journey in Spark Nation, you think your journey is to win souls. Your journey is to free you. How do I begin to live in a world and lead a movement in this world? There are two people that God places on a, on a pedestal to judge those two men. And you cannot free yourself from hell Unless a lamb comes in your place. But the issue is the lamb has to look like you. If a lamb comes that does not bear the same form. Or if it is not a lamb. Then there can be no exchange. So the start of every year. God begins to weigh up souls and say. If this son is to be sent. Does he look like someone who is ready to die? Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? If I'm going to send this one out this year, there is only one person he needs to free first. Because the person he frees is the one that people want to see. I don't know if you're with me. Barabbas is not wanted by the world until the lamb is seen. All of a sudden, Barabbas we will rather him than the lamb. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What was your life like before you encountered the word? There was no meaning to your life. Nobody needed you in your life. There was nothing to place importance on your head. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? 
there was nothing, as in you're not counted as someone who's reasonable or a man of standard in the society. Why? Because this is someone that they put in prison. Someone that the world had already placed under a judgment. So your growing in the word is to create a counter person that the world would rather trade for the you that went to hell. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? Because, listen, there is only one place to win souls. And I was saying this to Stephen. It is in the valley of the shadow of death. Underneath the valley there are soldiers. There are many people. The doctors that you must encounter tomorrow. The engineers that you must encounter in March. They're all lying in the valley of the shadow of death. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? But the key, the key to the hell, the key to hell is a person. The key to hell is not like some magical key or some physical key. It is the form of someone called a lamb. It must be someone that can be sacrificed. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? So every setup in this life, I'm telling you now, as you get, you put yourself into prayer, it is for one thing. You are taking on, um, what is, you're taking on infirmities. Lord, fill this body with infirmity. But the first thing, this body must look like a body that can take on infirmity. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because if this, the only body that can take on infirmity is the body that is called for sacrifice. Listen to me. Barabbas has no issue. He's not really a murderer. This man was trying to do good in the society against Rome. He caused riots trying to free the people, tried to be some freedom fighter. Tried to be some kind of, of revolutionary. He tried to be the Christ that he was not. They put him away. The whole of Israel has no reason to demand for him. Because he's just a madman in the square with no pedigree. He's just a madman in the square shouting, Here I am, here I am. I know what I ought to do. I know what I'm called for, but no one has any use for Barabbas. Remove, remove the picture you paint in your mind of Barabbas as some mangled man. With maybe, you know how the movies have made him look, right? They, they, they draw him scars on his face. I think the last Jesus movie I watched, this guy looked terrible. This guy is you and I. In a place where there is no soul to put on the altar to take your place. How do you free people when you're not free yourself? How do you call yourself a soul snatcher when you yourself have not put yourself in a place where there is enough love to sacrifice the person that sent you? All the world is doing now in this season is one thing. It is preparing a body. When the Lord said to he said, a body you prepared for me. What is Jesus trying to say with that? The only thing the body ought to do is to come and die. I'm not talking about physical death now. I'm just saying, have you ever put yourself in a position where you could see yourself? You thought that because you grew in the word, that the side of you that carried anger disappeared. Or the side of you that carried depression disappeared. God in this life has only made one flesh. What makes you think you're different from Aliyah? It is still you in Aliyah. So as far as there's another boy doing gang on the road, you're still down there. Do you understand what I'm saying now? So it is, it is the call. It, so, so this is how God made it for that year. He said to them, listen carefully guys. He said to them, let this be your action for the start of the year. 
that on the tenth day, the whole community will take a lamb for every household so that no household is left behind in Egypt. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So that no household is left behind in Egypt. The quickest way to get left behind in the world is if you don't die on your cross. If you don't put yourself... So you're thinking that you're free. But you're not free. You see, you're preparing this body with only one thing. It is just the word. He said, then the word became flesh. It is just one thing. You're just preparing this body for one thing. It's just the word. It's just the word. It's to put this body in situations and places where it can appeal to as many people as possible. And you're putting this word, you're putting this body, you're putting your mind, you're putting your soul in as many situations. So let me tell you the picture of Jesus now. Let me tell you the picture of Jesus. It is a man, the Christ now. The whole three years of his life is to pick messed up people. Because that body needs to get accustomed to their infirmity. That body needs to get accustomed to some things that it's meant to suffer for. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because if that body doesn't, it remains a spiritual body. Do you get what I'm saying? If the body remains a spiritual body, it's not died for anybody. So do you know that there's people that live as born again, but they're not living for anyone? They, they become spirit beings because it said in the beginning, it said then the word became flesh. The word becoming flesh means there is a state of the word. There is the state of a body where this body no longer becomes earthly anymore. There is a state where you can take your body to where it cannot relate to the sin of the world. But it's not for this body to be called not to relate to sin. It has to be able to drink of the cup. So how do I drink of the cup? I keep around me the infirmities of the world, of these people. Are you guys hearing what I'm trying to say? Listen to me now. Everybody that left Egypt that day, so that you know the model and, and the way you ought to live your year and your life. It is not you start your life and you begin to order yourself. You begin to fashion yourself. And you're forgetting the three million souls that are still wailing in the desert. You, rem- you forget the three million souls that are still crying in Egypt. Three million with no one to relate to. Nobody. Cries are not heard by God until he can relate with them. So God cannot even hear the wailing of some people until you go and you begin to partake of a cup that they cannot finish. What is 2020 meant to look like now? What is our lives? Listen, when we enter into a season when it says revival season, revival week. For me, it's more like revival year. It's a year of revival. Every household making sure that there is a person in that household that can represent a burial of the word. You're just making sure. All you're doing now, guys, listen. I'm appealing to you so you understand the the model of your life for this world. You're just sent to die for a world. And you can only die for a world if you live in that world. So there's no point being a medical person and you're not associating with them. And you're filling yourself with the word. And you do Tuesday um, leadership session. And you do Skype calls, but you're not mingling in the world. You've not picked 12 of the people of the world that have problems so you can carry their problems for a year. Stop looking for souls who can mature. Start looking for souls that will never mature. 
Look for lambs that you can carry for a long time. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? Because these are the stripes that qualify you. When a man becomes dependent, God no longer counts their hunger towards you. So when you raise a man and he becomes strong, he becomes a new household. He's no longer under your household now. So your call, so I said to you guys in the beginning of the year that I see David with a lamb on his shoulder and a sword in his hand, not a staff. Because you're meant to carry many people this year, guys. Don't start looking for people that you're going to lead them to Christ and they're never going to need to call you again. That thing is evil. Even to the end, Jesus is praying for them. Lord, that I have lost none of the ones that you have given me. I've lost none of them. Have you even found the ones they gave you? You know why your life is so hard? You're you're so filled with word that you're so spiritual now. And there's no one's sin to ground you. There's no one's sin to humble you. So when Stephen was saying that my brother's weakness has somehow made me perfect. It looks, it looks like a funny statement. But you can't explain until you're there. Because the name of this one is not Barabbas, it's Messiah. So all he's meant to do is to save. What is it worth being called Messiah with no one to save? What is the point? You begin a year and you're thinking, how do I prosper this year? How do I push forward this year? You're not thinking about who do I carry on my shoulder this year. (laughs) Moses got sent into a place where they had all forgotten God. 400 years of captivity in Egypt. Listen, he basically went to go get Egyptians. Their passport may have said that they're Israelites. But he basically went to go get Egyptians. You've lived 400 years in a country. You think you're not going to take on the life, the cultures, the words, the dressing, the looks, the adaptations of that world. So who are the ones that taught Messiah to go and die? Who are they? They're the people that never knew That you only came first to save yourself. But you see, yourself is the one that they're looking for. You see, they don't, they don't want you to, they don't want you to be like a, a church person that is doing good. They say, listen, keep away from me this word rubbish. Keep away from me this worship rubbish. I just want to smoke. I just want to drink. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But they don't understand that, no, 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 I get why you want to do that because I too came for the guy that wants to do that. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? So, it's like, all of a sudden, you entered into Christ, and you thought you'd become popular when you entered into Christ. Because the old you was not popular when the Christ thing was going on. But when you entered into Christ, all of a sudden, the old you became popular, and you wanted to go back. And God is trying to say, don't go back. No, 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 don't go back. You Keep coming so you can free that guy. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying though? Because when a year starts, the first thing you're thinking in your mind is, how do I now pattern myself for this year? Three million souls making noise in the wilderness of, of healthcare. In the wilderness of healthcare, doctors that still smoke weed, 
lying that, that, that they don't smoke when they're using, what's that oil? CD oil or whatever they call the thing. <laughs> People that are lost. And you're just thinking, listen guys, why do you persecute me when I was in the world like you? You didn't notice me. Why? Now that I've flipped over to the other side. And, I've, and I'm saying, I've come for you now. Now you, now you want to you wanna pull me away? You want to judge me? The, the Spark Nation thing can never be popular. It will never be. Listen, just, just put it in your heart now. This thing is called for persecution constantly. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's called for persecution constantly. And we're going to keep on pushing until this persecution is institutionalized. Do you know what I mean by that? They persecuted the Jews so much that now it's called anti-Semitism. They now even gave a word for hatred for those people. Until they give us our own word. This thing has not gotten anywhere. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you know why? Because somehow, the more you persecute them, there's just someone that falls in love with them. Yeah. I don't understand how in one side of the camp, there's a man who's bragging because I do business with Jews. And on the other side of the camp, there's a man who wants all of them dead. So God asked the question, are you ready to win souls this year? If you answer yes, then he tests your body to see if you can go into the fire. So the, the beginning of the life of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, it only begins at the point where God now believes they can take the whole of Babylon. When God now says that, okay, if I send these guys into fire, will they live still? Because the fire is, is just tuned to burn sin. It's tuned to burn sin. The only man that can go there is a lamb. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? But the issue is, in that fire, remains the whole of Babylon. The whole influence of Babylon is in that fire. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, somehow, listen, guys, if you're going through fire, don't ask to run away from the fire. Don't ask. Listen, it is a privilege. It is that God has counted you now into a certain form. It is the form of those that don't get burnt. It is the form of those who stand and worship within the fire. Because somehow inside the fire you hear songs clearly. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Somehow, listen, somehow inside the fire you can see clearly. You understand because the light of the fire makes you see. A whole nation. A whole nation that is credited to you but you're too afraid to take their pain. Let me, let me give you a picture of Christ in the garden of Gethsemane. You see the cup, you see in that cup, Aliyah, in that cup, is everything he has healed people of for three years. And it's frightening to drink the cup because you know inside this cup is demon possession. The man who went to the cross is not a well guy, you know. <laughs> He's not well. He's, do you know what he drank that night? Okay. He's not, he's not, he's not the same guy that they were walking with. He just drank murder. He just drank everything you can think of under the sun. He's just pushed it down his throat. Ah! And the bitterness of sin in his, in his mouth, in his stomach, and the laboring of prayer. The only way to try and forget the taste. 
Because if that body tastes sin, it only tastes a certain way. It is, listen, this is a way for you to, t- if you want to, what they call it, um, uh, litmus test, Abi. I think it's litmus alkali and litmus test. If you want to know if you're ready, you know how what happens. Go and drink the cup. For some people, the, the cup is sweet. Go and ask the woman in Revelation, when she was drinking of the blood of the saints. It, for her, it was sweet when she was drinking all manner of evil. If you still enter into that thing and it's like it's nice and you can't be pulled away, you're not ready, my friend. You want to know how to prepare for a year? Moses in the desert is just He's, he's making his taste buds ready to taste something that he will never want to taste again. Are you ready to see someone sin in front of you and you're still able to sit with them and pull them out? Because to pull someone out of that place, you must enter. You, you, don't, you don't throw a rope to help a man that is drowning. You've got to get inside now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So sometimes, every year, now, now based on what I've said now, ask yourself, were you ever ready last year? No, you were not. Were you ever ready the year before that? No, you were not. Because one taste of sin, and you began to take the whole drink, and you asked for more. You asked for more. Because to you, it's not yet a suffering. You've not tasted it, and it's not pulled you to your knees to go and pray. The prayer of Christ in that place is to bleed and sweat out everything he's drunk. That's why he said then his prayer was like blood. He has to, he's, he's doing his best to remove without throwing up. So that his father don't disqualify him. He's doing his best. How do I reduce the concentration of this pain? Because this boy that I love is just doing nonsense in front of me. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? How do you prepare yourself? Because... It is, it, is, it is that kind of mind that lets God know where you are. Why can Moses be sent to Egypt to go and rescue three million? Because he doesn't want to go back to Egypt. <laughs> Understand this. Moses don't want to go back to Egypt. Moses just wants to do God's work. Every murder that Moses has committed is for the sake of assignment. He's just a man lost looking for God's work. As they're complaining in the desert saying, Moses, let's go back. We're tired now. He's like, no, we can't go back. They're dreaming of the flesh pots of Egypt. They're saying the meat we ate there was good. You've got us here eating manna. Ask yourself, are you prepared to be sacrificed? Are you in that frame now for, the, for a world that you're sent to? Is it, we can keep on speaking about being sent to world and tribe. We can say tribe and tribe and tribe and industry and industry and industry. We can keep speaking industry. But are you ready to sit? Are you ready to heal? Are you ready to carry? Are you matured enough to take on someone's pain and walk with them? Are you mature enough? Are you mature enough to see murder in front of you? And just say that he didn't murder, he just put the person to sleep. Are you strong enough to see those kind of things? And still push through in this world. 
If you're not, if you think you're not ready, I spoke to one of my boys. I said to him, where were you? Because I can smell sin all over you. <coughs> Tell me you've been out drinking. You've been out drinking means that you're not ready to take those who you came from. So you're, you're, still, you're still listening to the word, but the problem is you're still a soul. You look like you're not a soul because you're an evangelist. You look like you're not a soul because you're a minister or you're a pastor, but you're still a soul. But what, what do I do in that situation? You still have to carry that. The moment you drop them, God says, okay, I'm still giving you your daily bread. It is in all in the world. When the, he said, teach us how to pray, Master. He said, give to me today my daily bread. Mine is dependent on how many people are with you. You carry one of yourself to the Lord's hand. And you're asking for your daily bread and he feeds for one. Because if you ask for, for enough for 12, he's going to ask you, where are they? Don't reject people too quick. Some of them are access for you into certain world. Access for you into certain victory. You boasting of a victory you had today, but it's because you have a love house. So you get a victory. Because there's someone there that somehow that thing is useful to them. You guys should not play with this thing this year. He said that it was, it was, the Lord told them how to number them, yeah. Listen to me. He said to them, this is how you walk into the first month of the year. You must do this. It's called the Passover. Based on that, you now even realize that maybe you did not even live anything last year. Did you even have a year one? Talk less of a year two. A month two. If month one is dedicated to making sure in order for Aaliyah to function this year, this body has to be prepared to go. If she's not ready to sacrifice to that level, her life can't be... So it's like you keep on existing like one eternal being throughout the year and you're thinking you're living, but you're not. They can't even mark down that you woke up this morning. Because to them, you're still in 1991 when you were born. Ever since then, you've not even lived one day. You know, there's people that have not even lived one day yet. They've not even spent more than an hour in the presence of God. You know, there's some people that God still can't even see their image or their form. Why? Because he cannot see the body he gave them. He said, a body you prepared for me. A body you prepared for me. So God looks down and says, okay, where's the body that we sent down to London? The body 00125, where's that body? You cannot count that body on earth no more. Why? Because that body decided that on the day when the crowd was revolting and asking, send that guy to prison so that we can take Barabbas. He said, no. Barabbas is a bad guy. Barabbas is you. He said, no, he's a bad guy. I'm the guy you need. I'm the good guy. I need to live forever. I'm Jesus. I'm the one called for you. Guys, we've got, we got to get ourselves ready for this year. The first month. If it's a year of revival, if there, is still, if there are still things that can buy your heart, you're not ready. You're not ready. 
if there are still things that can place a price on your head, you're not ready. You're not ready. And if you're still not selfless enough to see your death through, what is your death? It is just forgetting about yourself. Because in the state of death, you don't even know that you exist. So it's not like, oh, when we speak about death, death, death oh, this one's going to come and kill you. No, the fact that you're still thinking about certain issues and problems, it just means that, no, there's still some life that you want to be relevant. Christ cannot be relevant. It speaks about him in Isaiah 11 saying that if you were to see him, you would not know that this is your master. So the form that he gives you now is for you not to be relevant so that you can make someone else relevant. So you can bring someone else out. The easiest way for Stephen to live. If, 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 if Pastor Stephen begins to go and live the way he used to, then he doesn't believe. Why do I say that? All the word is doing is refining you guys. It's just refining you for one thing, to go and rescue. The people that look like you, they are you. you. There's no differentiation from that. It is you. You learn how to live a life through the hearts of other people. There is a level of love like that. A level of love that is able to partake in the joy of Pastor Elizabeth without being Pastor Elizabeth. So I don't necessarily need for this my physical body to take, go into enjoyment at all times because I'm able to partake of the joy and glory of other people. You don't understand this guy called Paul and how he brought a whole world on his knees. Is a man that's already committed himself to God's word for the nations. God gives you this power. Why? Let me tell you why God gives you this power. It is the power of infirmities converted to power. Infirmities, the ability to take on people's weakness but convert it into power. Do you know why? Because when life calls you, this is, the, this is the offer life gives everybody. In order for you to access wealth, you need to bring something else to the stage. And it's always people. It's always people. If you don't believe what I'm saying, even if you enter into a job today, Go into the HR department and tell them, if you're an excellent person, tell them that I can bring many more like myself and then see how different your managers treat you. Somehow, the currency of blood to wealth is always balanced. It's never moving. And God is trying to teach this mystery to his children, to his sons. That before you get into the world of let me make money for myself and this before you get into that you've got to start thinking about people now because in, like, like how do you guys do your trading when it comes to that trading screen now it's always going to be balanced against blood so the lamb goes for one thing just to be slain he's got to pay a price he has to pay that price what have I been praying in this season of revival? What have I been praying? Lord, 
Let me see the weaknesses of my leaders and those around me. And give me a heart to take those weaknesses. Give me a, a heart that can break down in their weaknesses. And pray. And fight. Because somehow, that is the key for all those who are locked in hell. You're looking at someone because he, he says he's an evangelist. He's struggling over something. I'm not even talking about outside the house. I'm just saying someone who's struggling over something, you know you can take it on. I know this is going to sound like very simple preaching, but that's all you need right now. For the remainder of this year, this is what you need. You just need to become selfless. Forget the selfishness. You need to become selfless. You need to be able to tell someone else, abide inside me. I do right. So the wrong you're doing for now, I cover it with my life until you can become perfect. If you cannot speak like that, you're not ready. You know, when it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. David is given a psalm, but that psalm, can your followers speak that psalm about you? Can, they, can your followers recite that same psalm and say, Eben is my shepherd and I've not wanted since I've been following. You're not ready for the nations if that can't happen. Because you know when it comes to yourself and PT, you can do that, right? You're just placing demand on him. You know you can do that. If there's not anyone anywhere that can put, place that demand on you, you're still living for yourself. So now, in the highlight of this, now see why your life may have been so poor and wretched. You've just been living for one, even though you thought you were married. You've just been living for one, even though you thought you were a pastor. But you've just been living for one. Because there's nobody, absolutely no one, who in their weakness trusts you to say that this person is carrying me. I've not seen the Lord, but I've seen their stuff. There's no one there. That's year one. That's month one, sorry. That is how you mark month one every year. Preparing yourself in this life. If you can do this, guys, you can leave Egypt. If you can do this, guys, you can lead millions out of Egypt. Wealth is only given to those who can lead them out. They're still trapped in there. Guys, they're there. They're trapped in there. And the thing about the Israelites is they're not like, they will not show you that they're suffering. They're so hard-headed. So to them it's like, yeah, we want to come out, but we're still enjoying some stuff here. <laughs> Sometimes conversations with souls is like that, right? So we're going to pray. I just wanted to charge you into prayer. We're going to get into a place of prayer. But what are you doing in prayer? Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy, tried and true. It is that prepared sanctuary that can be sacrificed for people. Don't be fooled, guys. 
Don't be fooled. If there's any blemish on that sanctuary that it did not take from another body, that it's still carrying from itself, it did not take from the world, if there's any pain, if there's any mark on that sanctuary that it did not take from the world, it cannot be sent. It can't be. This is why we find stagnancy in our core. This is why we find that sometimes we don't move forward. Why? Because God is just waiting for a sanctuary. It's a place where he can dwell and move. Simple. A resting place where God can abide and move. A resting place where he can stand before Pontius Pilate and say, exchange me for this guy. Because I know this body. It's not real. It is celestial. It will rise again. So I don't mind going down. But this person can't go down. I can go down because my body doesn't burn in the fire. My body is only refined in the fire. But don't put their bodies in the fire. Let me go on their behalf. Because in the fire still, I play in the fire. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? It's not the kind of life that God has called for some of you guys to live. Not everybody can live it. And don't put them to the test of that. Don't put them to the test. Don't start to judge them based on that. It is for you. It is for you and you only. It is for you and you only. But if you're still not in that place where you're ready to take it on, you're ready to take it on. Then what use are we talking about? What, 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 we, what, what are we then really saying about our call? That means we're just living for ourselves. So when a call goes out like, we just need to bring souls into the altar. We just need to bring souls into God's kingdom. We just need to bring souls. 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 Tell me something that does not excel when there's many people involved. That's why God has given you that the mantle to go and win souls. Because every part of your life, everything you do depends on people. Some of you guys are going to leave church on Sunday because you need to meet some people outside of church that, that help you in what you do. Imagine if they were inside. Not inside the buildings. Imagine if they were a part of you. Imagine if they were sold to you. Imagine if your heart is their heart and they believe in you. Imagine that. Let's just rise on our feet. Let's get into some prayers. Lord, prepare me. The only way for you to prepare yourself, you say, Lord, empty me. Empty me, Lord. It is a start of a year. It is a start of the year, but somehow I feel like I'm living through results of last year. <laughs> I don't think you guys understand what I'm saying. Moses entered into Egypt. And all Moses is thinking about is the people. Not himself. What forced him to go and kill the first time is his realization of himself and his assignment. That thing, somehow you think you're going to do right, but it forces you to go and do wrong. You're going to murder. You're going to try and cause revolution because you know you're called, but you're not going to succeed. Somehow it's just the guy next to you. And these are the foolishness that Pastor Stephen said. 
If these are the foolish things that dumbfound the world, that in the foolishness of God's wisdom, in God just saying, somehow forget about you and think about this guy here. And you're thinking, no, Lord, but I left that guy behind. Do you know, do you know so for those of you who think you're living a perfect life now, you know you forgot the person that came into Christ, right? And you felt like you were doing the right thing. It's a lie. Because that, there's another girl that lives like that now. You forgot that girl that gets drunk and is used by guys. You, you, uh, let me just put her behind so that I can move on. Is that, what kind of rubbish is that though? It is still you. It is still the life you lived. And there's someone else still suffering the same thing. So what was the point of that experience? It is to help birth a new level of prayer in you. And I've taught you guys how to pray. You don't pray thinking about, Lord, make me powerful. Lord, make me great. Lord, make me strong. You remember your weaknesses. You remember your infirmities. And if you can't remember your own, you go and think of the one of another person. You think about how your sister told you she fell the other day with this or that. And you put those things in your heart and you cry. If you've not been able to cry in the place of prayer, this is, that's how you cry in prayer. People who don't cry in prayer are selfish people. They just can't even recollect that they were ever bad people before. They can't recollect that they ever did anything before. They're not able to reconcile with any person in hell. So if they get to hell and God says free them, they're going to say, but God, these are bad people. We shouldn't be freeing these people. No, God says, no, you've got to free them before you give them the word. Because you can't preach to them behind bars. They need to be roaming the earth before you give them the word. So free them. But it's too difficult for the heart that is filled with itself. The heart that is filled with itself, it, it struggles to do anything good. In his mind and in his heart, it thinks it's a righteous man. It thinks he's a good man. But what do you need? You need persecution. You need persecution. You need to be told, no, you're wrong. You need, you need to feel... so. Christ has to be in that place where you can put him against a Barabbas. Until your walk has gotten there, you've not started nothing. Because those are the ones you come for. Those those are the ones you're doing this. This is all because of these people. Stephen, you hear what I'm saying? Stop looking and glorying in your perfections that don't belong to you. What perfection? A man begins to put his life together saying, but look at me, I'm a good guy. I have my wife or I have my um, lady with me. And we eat dinner on the table every day. But you forgot that you lived in a jail cell. You forgot that you spent months in jail. All of a sudden, because God has called you now. And you're now a good guy seemingly now. You forgot all those right now who are eating food that maybe someone spat inside. You forget those ones. You forget that Somehow there is no peace for you in your life because these ones are still suffering. How? How then? How then do you can you how then can you testify that a body you gave me? The the only reason for that body is one thing, it's just to take on infirmity. God has designed it to never be destroyed. It can never be destroyed. It's a celestial body. But God wants you to test it. He wants you to test it. He wants you to take on. He's saying, no, get into a place of prayer and take it on. 
How do you bring yourself into a new place of sowing or a new place of helping people? You place in your mind that, Lord, why don't I have enough to help people though? How many of you guys can honestly say that you've, you put your, you've, sit, you've actually been in a place where you're actually upset, you cannot sleep because you saw someone with things or living in a way that you used to live? You used to live in those bad conditions. And when you saw that, you broke down crying because you realized, Lord, you've changed me, but it's for this person now. These are the ones that you changed me for. That's the first month. If your first month is not like that, preparing your body for the sake of a nation, if your first month is not like that, you've not lived it yet, forget about any other month after that. That's what makes you difficult for you to relate with souls that God encounters or brings your way. People throughout the year that God will bring towards you, but because you did not model and shape yourself in the beginning to be able to relate with their pain, you weren't able to see that. You weren't able to see that. Lord, prepare me. Prepare me to be a sanctuary. Sanctuary is not like your one holy, bright, shining star. Do you know what sanctuary is? Sanctuary is where they come to sacrifice because they've sinned. You're just that person that somehow these bad people or these people who are struggling or these poor people or somehow these people shall just see you as this is the person to just talk to. I said to Stephen, you've not done nothing in that music mountain until them stormsy them after all their madness see you as their pastor and can come to your feet of that you're flat in Greenwich and spend nights there just sleeping and talking to you and saying, I don't, I don't know why I do these things. Until you're in that space, it's not a first month. You've not been sent yet. You've not started doing nothing yet. Imagine the first three years of leading those 12 men. None of them are born again. None of them are priests. None of them are Pharisees. Imagine the first 12 months. The first 12 months of Peter, who was a married man, you think, oh, he just left his wife and that's it. He became a pure, righteous man. He didn't do nothing. The guy is still trying to satisfy the pleasures of marriage. And God is bearing with it. These are the, the unwritten parts of the word. He has to bear with it though. Because he's still bringing a man into perfection. But you, this body, this celestial body, cannot partake of those things. Because once you do, you become a soul like them. Then it becomes the blind leading the blind. Like the Lord said, these are the blind. if the blind lead the blind, would they not find themselves in a ditch? Find themselves in a ditch. Lord, I offer you my body. I'm offering you my life. This is, it's a very simple prayer. You're just looking at yourself and you're just understanding that everything in this body now needs to just break down. It needs to break down. There's some parts of my heart that have become hard. I'm used to, I'm used to formulating cries of prayer. I'm used to formulating as if I can empathize with people. I'm used to formulating as if I'm in the word. I'm used to formulating like I'm in prayer. It's like you're just forming. It's a forming thing. It's not really the groaning of the spirit. It's not really a groaning from the spirit. You know what a groaning from the spirit sounds like? It's a, it's a cry. You're crying, you know. Because you can see what the world will be like if you're not able to step in the place of other people. You can see what it's going to be like. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? 
That's how you pray. That's how you get into a place of prayer. That's how you enter into a place of power. You don't need to lose something for you to enter power. You find those who have lost everything. So what God did with Job is Job entered into... Is it Job now? Yeah. Job entered into a place where he could no longer dream. And once more, he was so wealthy. And he was the richest man in the East. But the Lord wanted him to have more compassion to be the richest man in the world. Because there's people that Job needs to reach out to. But Job was struggling. He still has so much that he can't, he can't bring himself into a place of compassion for God to give him. So what does God start doing? He has to remind Job of the days where he did not have. Now take his kids away. And after he's lost his kids, take his house away. You know why people go and start losing things around them? So that God can remind you. Remember when Pastor Toby said, remember the days of your mother's couch. The day you forget those days is the day he drives your wallet. So that you can remember the days of your mother's couch and get into prayer. Why is it that when you did not have, you used to pray? Stephen then used to gather around, bring people around and they'll be lambasting prayer. Day after day, hour after hour. And we used to think they were mad insane people. In front of them was a demon possessed person, but they prayed for him. And they grew in power. And they entered into wealth. And when wealth came, they became relaxed. The ability to create a constant reminder of infirmity, of problems in my life. So that's the reason why when Christ resurrected, God decided I will never allow the holes of the nail on your hand to heal. I will never. Those things have to remain. Why? Because he said this is the one that makes intercession for us even in the heavenlies. Because in that place in the heavenlies, Jesus doesn't have to sit down and say, ah, let me just remember Charlie for a second. He just looks at his hand. When he sees his hand and touches his hand and still has the sting, the sting of something that will never heal. Can you believe this? That this thing will never heal. It's never going to heal. Although a righteous man, and he's not deserving of those nails, but because of you and I. Because he needs to have a place to be able to intercede for you from a place of the Spirit, from a groaning of the Spirit. So you can go a whole year and never pray because you've not groaned. You can go a whole year and you know you're praying for God to excel you in the place of seed and to help people. But you don't really care about it like that. So do you know what happens? If God loves you, he takes everything. If God loves you, he takes everything. He brings you down to the place of zero. From when you used to send 2K and 1K, you're now sending 10 pounds. And he's just like, are you getting the picture yet? And if your heart is still hard, guess what? He keeps on sending plagues. He will keep sending plagues until something touches you. Make sure it don't get to Passover. Make sure it's not that some, one of your child has to die. Make sure that you don't have to spill blood before you can, before you can feel God's heart towards the situation. Because God is prepared to take you to that place. So what is God doing by preparing you at the start of the year? He's making sure that you're sensitive enough to always hear his voice. He's making sure you're sensitive enough to hear his cry and every word that comes out of his mouth. He's making sure that you're sensitive, that you're not blocked out, that you've not received the heart of Egypt, which is the heart of Pharaoh. The heart of Egypt can never relate with anybody. It's always thinking about, what about me though? What about me though? I thought I was well put together. I think I need more help. But you've not heard of the boy who looks useless. But he's carrying sheep even though he looks useless. Have you ever tried to help someone even though you're suffering? That's the way to do it. 
Stop looking to be perfect. Have you ever tried to help somebody, but you know you too, your leg is broken? But you don't understand the world, the world and life of faith is that as you lift the person, somehow your leg is corrected. And then you begin to walk. It's not because you're strong, but it's because from your, the heart of your mind. That's when we go to Ephesians, where it begins to speak about the heart. So the actions of everybody's life this year is judged according to the heart. If you want to make sure you live this year correctly, strong, you enter into the actions that God has sent you. Look at your heart though. That is the only place where you're allowed to be strong. It's the only place where you're allowed to be encouraged. In that world, you can never look weak. In that, in that place of eternity, it's in your heart now. In that place. Everything inside you is just saying that this is what I'm called for. He said that the, then Christ's mind, his face, was set as flint to go and die. He's just resolutely saying to himself, I'm, I'm trying to speak to a leadership because this year is going to be war. Honestly now, let me just tell you how this year is going to pan out. God will constantly allow enemy to fire arrows just to check the condition of his soldiers. Just to check the condition of his warriors. Just to check the condition of his sons. He needs to know who's a child and who's a son. Children need to be looked after. Sons need to be sent out. That is the format of this year. Have you prepared yourself like that? Are you ready for that? If you're not ready for that, then you're not ready for this year. Just count it again as another year zero. It's very easy to go back into year zero. It's like, you, it's like you're still in 2019 or 2017. You've not yet crossed over. Scripture says, this crossover begins from the Passover. It begins when you can say here is a lamb for sacrifice and it's not a lamb, it's a person. If you can bring yourself and say I'm ready, I'm ready to live that life. I'm just thinking about how easily we forget. How easily these moments become Motivational. How easily the spirit no longer is able to penetrate your heart anymore. It's like somehow God gave you what you wanted and ever since then you don't, you don't cry about his business anymore. You don't cry about his own thing anymore. It's so easy to get into that space and that zone where God is tapping you and calling you but you can't hear him because you're just doing your own thing. He remembered you when it was time but when it was your time, it's like the man on the wayside, leper, crying out for someone to help him. You know you think that sin is about, about you. But that sin is about God. And he's saying that I'm like a crippled man on the corner. And I'm crying out saying, can you help me? But because all of a sudden you now have a donkey to ride on. You forgot. You decided that it will, be, it will slow you down to look to your left and to your right. It will slow you down to pay attention to the things that brought you to this place anyway. Very easy for us to go back as leaders. If we're going to maintain a concentration of this work, it's very simple, guys. And I don't want to speak like a resounding gong. I don't want to sound like that. I don't want to sound like someone that's just making noise. But it's very simple. It's just a heart matter. Don't beat yourself up about some little, little things in your life now. Ask yourself really in your heart, who are you? Who are you, though? What are you about? I just want to groan in prayer. 
the kind of prayer I want to do. I want to pray to the place where I can see. What do I see now? I see how the financial world would work if there was one man's voice behind it. I can see how this world will work if there was one lady's voice behind it. That's the place you pray to. How was Jesus praying? Jesus used to pray based on those who used to follow him. He's not praying his own prayer because he's the Christ. What prayer does he need again? He's praying the prayer of Peter, the prayer of John, the prayer of Matthew. Those are, if you run out of how to pray, there's nobody by your side. Forget it. Don't try and trick yourself tonight. Don't try and tell yourself, ah, oh, no, don't worry, I just need to be motivated into prayer. It means you just stop leading. You've stopped being a shepherd. You've stopped establishing people. You've stopped. There's no more souls that you're rescuing out of the jaws of sin. There's no more soul you're rescuing out of the paws of the lion. You now, you're now a made set person. So you can't groan anymore. And if you get to that point and God loves you, like I said, he will start to take from you. It won't be the enemy that fights you, it will be God. He will take from you. He will take everything. He will take. He will take the things you thought you established. He will begin to take them bit by bit. He will take them from you. And you will think that you are fighting Satan. But it's just because he loves you. I need you guys to take a comfortable position or an uncomfortable position for prayer. Because we're going to pray tonight. This prayer tonight is your prayer. It is your prayer. Because it is like, if you don't rise, if Alex don't rise this year, so many people are going to die. So many young boys are going to find themselves lost in hell for a long time. If Stephen keeps on being a child, so many souls, so many artists will go in a straight door into hell for them. And it's all because of one man. One man that God sent there that decided, no, I'm fine now. I don't need to put myself on the line for nobody. This, this, if you cannot groan tonight, that's just the judgment for those who you're saying. Very simple, you can cut the principle. Very simple. If you're not, if, you know, if tears have dried out of your eyes, you are no longer, you're no longer called and qualified. You're not qualified. It is impossible if you cannot pray tonight. For you to be a calm person. Not in this year, no way. If you feel like I need to be motivated to pray. Uh, I thought some people were groaning by now. This is not time for you to be crying about yourself. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. 
Amen. 